Ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Matt Zahab, and I'm very excited for today's episode. Our guest is an entrepreneur who loves fitness, sports, and tech. Not many people get to work on their passions in life, but our guest today certainly does. Present day, he's the CEO of Olivex, where he and his team are building the fitness metaverse by creating the world's premier digital health and fitness company that delivers unique user experiences through fitness, gamification, augmented reality, and play-to-earn experiences. I'm very pleased to welcome to the Crypto News Podcast, Keith Rumjohn. Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Super fired up to have you on. In my intro, I told everyone about you. You love your fitness and shows you're a jacked guy. You love your sports and you love your tech. Now, a lot of people love those three things, but not many people get to tie all of those together. And that is why you're on the show. You and your team at Olivex are building an absolutely incredible company that is really taking the world by storm. I can't wait to get into all of it. But first, I want to get into your background. Everyone who's listened to this pod knows that I'm from Toronto, born and raised. They probably hear my Canadian accent. You, on the other hand, were born many ponds away from Toronto, across like more than halfway around the world, probably three quarters way around the world. And you went to school about 200 kilometers away from where I live in Toronto in Kingston, Ontario. You went to Queen's University. Why the heck did you go to Queen's? Mind you, incredible school, one of the best schools in the world. But why do you go to Queen's? What do you think of Canada? What do you think of our accents? Toronto, Kingston, give me the lowdown. Yeah, I know. I immigrated to to Canada when I was young and to Vancouver. So uh, I knew I wanted to go back to Canada for university. But I saw that picturesque uh, uh, greenery and like a tree. And I'm like, Queen's looks great. And then I got there. I didn't know winter was like nine months. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, no, Queens is a great university. I wanted like a smaller college. I wanted to do computer science, uh, and you know, it just felt like the right school for me. Wow, that's it. For those at home, Queens is beautiful. It's stunning scenery. It's a two-hour drive away from Toronto in a small town called Kingston. Probably a couple hundred thousand people at most. Uh, I could be lowballing that, but absolutely stunning campus. Just like Keith said, green everywhere, perfectly trimmed, manicured to the tens. You name it, and it's also. And Keith probably won't admit this, but it's one of the best party schools in North America. Could the people at Queens know how to throw it down? How much fun did you have there? And how many nights at stages in Ale House did you have? So actually, they did a they did a survey, and it was actually on a talk show as well. They they uh, had a list of all the party uh, dorms. I uh, lived in uh, the biggest one, which is Victoria oh, Hall, yeah. uh, Vic Hall, <laughs> and it was freaking nuts, like absolutely crazy. Like you go and like walk home on like a Friday, there's like a toga party. There's like people dressed up different themes on different floors. There's some wild stuff going on there for sure. Good time. I absolutely love that. Give me your favorite queen story. Do you have any, do you have one particular queen story that sticks out over the rest? One that you'd tell at a campfire or at a dinner table? Yeah. You know, first year uh, we all had to eat at uh, the same common place. Uh, and it was really like the first time I've had so much snow uh, all the time in my life. And uh, we stole the food tray <laughs> and we went out and we, we, we found this like long slope uh, and then we just slid down, but it was way icier than we expected. And like we broke the tray and like, we're like, we, we ended up like jackasses, like all falling over and getting bruised. It was not a wise decision. <laughs> that was, that was freshman Keith. Freshman Keith. Wow. Incredible. So you graduated computer science, not too bad at all. And now you are in the crypto space. You had quite the journey there. I, I don't want you to get too deep into it, but I'd love if you could give our guests the quick, you know, two minute spark notes on your journey from graduating Queens University to now being the CEO of Olivex. 
Yeah, no, I graduated uh, and then I worked in Toronto at an accounting software firm in downtown Toronto for like four years. And I realized I don't want to do accounting ever again. It's uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, in my spare time, uh, I was coaching um, basketball as a volunteer coach at the Toronto Montessori School. And then uh, the iPhone came out. And so I created a, a basketball app uh, just for fun put it on the app store and then next thing you know it was featured on apple.com it was the number one paid sports app on ios and android globally so you know i had a business uh and so i quit my job came back to asia uh set up an office raised some funding went to Techstars, and then i sold that company to animoca brands uh, about you know four years ago uh and then i've shifted from basketball to focusing on gamifying fitness and then, you know, with Olivex, you know, we've grown a lot. And in the last, just last August, we got listed in uh, Australia on the NSX. And so right now we're focused on blockchain, gaming, and, you know, fitness all combined in one. And we will get into this very shortly. Got to go back to basketball. Where did, where did your love <laughs> for basketball, where did that all start? Yeah, you know, I think if, you, if I go back to high school and I think about all the things that... Um, that people taught me the, the most important lessons I learned were not from, you know, chemistry class or math class. Uh, I think the most important lessons I learned from basketball, you know, my, my coach taught me about discipline, attention to detail, all these things. And, and since then I've just loved basketball and I'm, I'm a hardcore Raptors fan. Uh, you know, I stuck with Love them, that. you know, when they had their lows, but I almost shed a tear when we won a, a championship. So that's awesome. Toronto Raptors, Toronto's professional basketball team. I wish you could have came to the parade. You should have seen that. There was I've, I've never seen a city or a community be so united over one singular event. Like that was that was again born and raised in Toronto, been here 26 years now. That was the coolest one of the coolest and most heartwarming things I've ever seen. There was like 2 million people crowding the streets. You couldn't walk and everyone was in a good mood. No BS, you know, it, it was incredible. Yeah, that I wish I was there. I, that was so awesome. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty spectacular. So, moving forward to Olivex. Now we got to talk about the word the metaverse. That's that's in your tagline. It's part of the company's mission. You and your team are creating the fitness metaverse. It is undoubtedly 2021's Oxford Dictionary's word of the year. It has to be. Last year was probably COVID. Or, or PCR or something of the like this year. It has to be metaverse. We hear it more than anything else. And then you throw fitness in front of that. Anyone knows what fitness is. Everyone knows what fitness is. But tying those two words together, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, metaverse uh, has a broad definition, but the way I see it is basically a massive uh, multiplayer online game. Uh, it's a virtual space where people can all congregate together uh, and meet each other. Uh, the way I see it is that... Um, in fitness, I'm just talking talk about fitness because if I just go to Metaverse, I can go on forever because you can go back and look at the original story like Snow Crash, the fictional book, uh, Ready Player One, everyone's seen that, how all these games are all interconnected. Uh, but in fitness, I think uh, there's specific trends that we're seeing. Uh, after backtrack and talk about Fitness 1.0 is when you have a video cassette tape, uh, Jane Fonda, and you got DVDs. And then Fitness 2.0, Fitness 2.0 is like streaming on demand, videos and then connected fitness uh, those, those bikes like peloton and the treadmills with a with a screen and then we move to where we're now is fitness as a game fitness as a game is pokemon go uh, you know silently crossed 5.5 billion dollars you've got uh during covid ring fit uh 
sold out, 10 million copies. Uh, and then the biggest one I think is Swift. It's a cycling game. So you you have a virtual avatar where you power your virtual power uh, run uh, cycling in the world, and you can like literally cycle next to a Tour de France person in some place on Earth, right? So I think Swift is a great example of a fitness metaverse where you have this virtual character cycling with all these people uh, together at the same time. Fitness 4.0 is what I call the fitness metaverse. Right now, all those worlds. Pokemon Go, Swift, Ring Fit, they're all independent. But what if they're all interlinked? What if I spend 100 hours cycling, I, I redeem a certain orange shirt, and that shirt can now be used not only in Swift, but in Ring Fit and in Pokemon Go and in all these different places. And we're at the stage where we can do that with NFTs and blockchain. Oh, the, that's, that's incredible. That's... <laughs> You saw how big my smile was when you said that. That's I, I just think of, like even me, I wear an Apple Watch. I wear it every single day. I wear it when I go to the gym. I wear it when I work out. Is it weird? Maybe weird is the wrong word, but is it a little alarming that this piece of technology on my wrist motivates me? Maybe, right? If I'm 100 calories away from closing my rings, the lady and I might go for you know a night walk to get it done, whatever the case may be. And that's where it's like, it makes things so much more fun. So the next step, when, when someone asks you, Keith, okay, that sounds incredible, and it does sound incredible, and they say, but how are you actually going to make that happen? How can you explain the how part? I know it's a super tough question, but what does the how look like? Yeah, so I think this is already happening. So we went from, in gaming, uh, we went from, back in the day, we used to sit next to each other. Oh, actually, no, first started with single player. Then I'm, I went to your house and we played together. And then we moved online. Everyone's playing online now. I think the same thing is going to happen in fitness. We went from you know just one person working out, and then now we have group classes, right? Group classes are the biggest Huge. thing, and it's proven to motivate people, yep. right? Uh, and now, why isn't fitness online? Why can't you have a group of like, I don't know, thousand people uh, working out together? I think that's the future, and that should happen because if I see your avatar working out next to mine, and you do more one more, ten more reps than I do, will I knock out a couple more? Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and so to do that, I think uh, in most new territories, in any new technology, most of the time, the first use case is always a game. So imagine, go back to when you used the first iPhone, the first successful products are always games, the computer, right? Same thing. And I think in this fitness case, to bring people on the metaverse, you need a fitness game. And that's why we have Zombies Run, which is the number one gamified you know, running app. And just to give a little background is you're being chased by zombies. You have to go outside and you run. There's an audio story. There's a safe place like a kilometer away and you start running. And then, you know, zombies appear and they're like 50 meters, 40 meters, 30 meters. And so you have to run faster. Otherwise, zombie sounds get louder and you get eaten. Uh, but along the way, you know, the story, you meet people, you have love interest, your friend dies. Uh, and then most importantly, you actually have to collect uh, virtual items. So uh, at the two-minute mark, you'll say, you know, water bottle collected. And then three-minute mark, you'll be like, knife collected. So you have to collect all these resources and rebuild your city, right? So the first thing we're going to do is actually build a game uh, on the blockchain where you can collect the NFTs and then you can meet other people in this virtual kind of running world. That's, can you also, a little humble brag, he's a very humble guy as you can tell, Zombies Run has an average of 300,000 active users per month and about 50,000 paid subscribers as well. Paid subscriptions, users that is. Before the show, you told me a 
really cool plan regarding Zombie Run. Can we let that loose? Yeah. So so look, Zombies Run uh, is really really successful game. Uh, it's got millions of downloads. It's featured by uh, Apple and Google. It's won multiple awards. It's got lots of users. Uh, but right now, we're going to take the core engine, which is the running uh, audio engine, where you can collect virtual items, you know, storytelling. Uh, Zombies Run doesn't only have one story; it has multiple stories. And so, we're going to create a new blockchain game where you, it's called, uh, you know, people in, in other games they they can play and earn something. Uh, ours is just uh, run for rewards, uh, is our concept. Uh, and so we have we have a new game called Dustland Runners. Dustland Runners is, is themed uh, similar to Dune and Mad Max, where the world is uh, apocalyptic, right? Uh, you know, there's dust everywhere. There's not enough resources. Climate's gone up. Uh, you have to go around and collect water and stuff. But the most important thing is that uh, you have to collect things which are called relics. So right now in this world, all the technology because of the climate is been destroyed. People are trying to rebuild society and collect relics. And you're a dustland runner, so you have to carry these important relics from one place to another through danger zones and people trying to steal your stuff and like monsters. And you have to run. And if you do deliver it, you earn a bounty. So that's a gameplay that we're going to launch uh, very soon. Uh, and so we're super excited about it. first blockchain uh, move for reward game. And move for reward. How does it measure how far? You've ran, or, or what rewards you've gotten? My my apologies for the for the vagueness of the question, but like walk me through what that actually looks like in real life. Yeah, so if you if you played uh, Pokemon Go, uh, it's very similar. Uh, so we'll just walk you through how the whole thing works. Is that um, you have a mobile app, you have routes, uh, you have bounties or different missions, right? So there are easy missions and then there's tough oh, missions. Oh, and that, and that depends so how far you run. I see. Okay, gotcha. And also the difficulty because some some uh, routes are more dangerous than the others. And in order to complete those routes, you need better equipment. Otherwise, you know, there's bandits, right? And there's right. monsters and, you know. So let's say you just start off the game, you pick an easy route uh, and your mission is to deliver this relic from point A to point B, five kilometers or two kilometers. And then you just go out and you start running, and then the GPS will track you. And then along the way, you know, if something happens, uh, you have to you maybe sprint faster or do certain things uh, to deliver it safely. Otherwise, you'll lose your item. That's crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then along the way, obviously, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, you can also pick up certain things. So if you win, you obviously you earn NFTs. Uh, and you get rewarded with with tokens. But you know, along the way, you might pick up some cool stuff as well. Uh, and the, and and NFTs, and then you can combine these NFTs uh, to to build more stuff, upgrade your weapons, upgrade your your shoe, uh, all these cool things. That's incredible. Now, moving forward to tying this all together, I'm someone who understands crypto. I should at least. Heck, I you know I, I host a crypto podcast. How would explaining this to a non crypto native look like? And I'm curious to understand: is the whole point of the app and the new sand running game, um, the, the new version of Zombies Run, is the purpose of that to get the non-crypto native person into crypto? Like, you know what I mean? Is there a is that a oh let's go on? We'll use Binance for example. Go on Binance, buy some coins, 
go to OpenSea, buy some NFTs, download your MetaMask account, you know, have everything locked and loaded, and then wiggle your way over to Olivex and then play your game? Or is it the other way around? Like, how do you, what kind of demographic and what type of consumer do you see going through this avenue? Yeah. So the short answer is the other way around. Uh, we want to reach more people that are uh, non crypto natives. Um, and I think, that, I think that's really important, right? Uh, all these games, I think at the end of the day, we want to bring more people in. But I want to backtrack and talk about Zombies Run. Uh, there's a lot of running apps that are focused on hardcore runners, right? So you pick a route and you know you want to be the best. You know? And then, so there's only like 2% of those people who, who are very competitive and performance-based. But Zombies Run is actually designed, uh, the user base is actually very wide-ranging. It's for the you know, 90% of people who are not competitive. Right. And they want the gaming aspect. And if you look at Ring Fit, right? They're not the people that are like deadlifting like, you know, 500 pounds. They're not. The Ring Fit is just for anyone that wants to get active, right? Uh, and, and, and so in the same way, our game is actually, you know, the core thing is not, oh, no, blockchain, crypto. No, it's like, it's just super fun. And then once people get into it, then they're going to start opening up the wallets and then, you know, oh, what's this NFT? So we're going to bring more people in. That's our intention. That's the intention. Gotcha. It, uh, it it completely makes sense. Now I know there's a couple other really important pieces down the road which I we cannot get to. But by the time this podcast drops, the world will be well aware of what we're talking about. We can we bring any of that up or no? Got to put that on the back burner. Well, you got to invite me for another one, uh, and then we'll we'll talk about. Uh, Post-launch, all the exciting 100%. stuff. We'll do it live in Toronto. We'll get a box at the Raps game and we'll have a blast. I don't even have any guy. I was going to say we'll watch Kyle Lowry and DeMar, but they're gone. Everyone's <laughs> gone now. All we got is Pascal and a couple of the boys left anyway. Going back to Olivex here. Now, in regards to the metaverse, one of the terms we hear all the time is virtual land within the metaverse. A lot of people think that in order for anything in the metaverse to succeed, you need that type of virtual land. You have the universe, actual physical land, and you have the metaverse virtual land. Can the metaverse be a successful thing, right? Right now, I just call it a thing because it's such a vague term right now. So many people have different visions of it. Can it be a successful thing if projects like the Sandbox and Decentraland, the two biggest virtual land organizations right now, if they don't take off, can this still work? Well, I'm biased, of course. I I think uh, this is the future. Uh, It's going to work. So right now, as as an example, Sandbox, because you know we have a lot of ties with Animal Can Sandbox themselves. You know, Demos Files, the DJ, is having a, a concert on, on Sandbox, right? Uh, virtual music party, right? And everybody knows about Fortnite. It's been yeah. told many times. Right. Uh, but now Ariana Grande, you know, all these new artists are performing virtually, right? And, you know, in Roblox, right? Uh, that's also happening too, right? Uh, Vans had a skate park in I there. I saw that, yeah. Right, so... so even if it's not on a blockchain, it's already happening. The metaverse uh, for, and if you're you know twelve years old, thirteen years old, like that's the new world uh, that is familiar to you, and it makes sense to you to to go online and and see your favorite artist, fa- fitness instructor online virtually. Uh, so back to where we stand, we believe in it, and what are we doing? So I went back to the original point where. Fundamentally, we're quite different from traditional game companies where it's, okay, it's, I, have a, I have a closed garden, right? It's all me. But for, for your hard-earned, you know, 100-kilometer-earned uh, item, you want to use it elsewhere. So we need to partner with as many places as possible. Although we have our own piece of uh, land inside Dustland, we also want you to use this elsewhere. So we have a piece of land in the sandbox. 
So right. when you get your item, you can use the same item on our fitness island uh, on 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 Sandbox. And you know, Sandbox has a couple properties right now where you know, I don't know if you checked out OpenSea. Uh, I think there's one called Fantasy Island. You know, like people are just buying real estate, right? So yes. Fitness Island is kind of uh, our play on that. Um, how cool would it be to appear in all these places, right? And Sandbox is just the beginning. We have uh, another collaboration with um, Rev Racing, you know, and all the Animoca brand games. But we're looking for more and provide more utility for people who own these NFTs that you hard earn. Keith, another really cool thing that Olivex has done is you've acquired some really cool companies. And that is one of the catalysts to growth nowadays. Is It's so tough to grow by yourself as a standalone company. You have to grow and acquire, and you and the team have certainly done that. I love the Volution acquisition. Volution is the UK-based software business that develops tools and interfaces to help gyms maximize the value of their data. Everyone and their cousins are trying to maximize the value of their data right now. And you snagged a company who does that. I'd love if you can tell me what exactly Volution does and how it's such a perfect tie-in to Olivex. Yeah, Volution is... um a gym management software uh, powering uh, over, I think, 400 different gyms, uh, mainly big names, uh, big names you've heard of. Anytime Fitness, Gold's Gym, the gold standard, you know, uh, Arnold's Gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we've also partnered with uh, Les Mills powering some of their technology. So Volution brings in a very important piece for us is that all these big fitness brands, uh, we now have a tie with them. But the eventual goal is can we help them move uh, into the metaverse? Uh, and you know, you see this with sports brands, right? Uh, you know, Reebok, Nike, Asics, all of them are trying to get into the space. But I think at this stage, they're still at the stage where it's just you know a picture of a shoe or something like that. I think the next phase, which we can do, is actually provide utility for their NFTs, like whatever brand you can think of. Their shoes, everything. Now, yeah. yeah, you can use it. And you know, run around, and, and it also gives you your, your boost to your game, right? Like in our game, for example, maybe it'll give you, uh, you know, point one multiplier uh, on on the speed of your running or something like that, right? So that's what we can do, uh, and I'm excited about bringing brands into the into the fitness gaming metaverse. That's such a, such a great example there. Like imagine. In uh, in any of your games or any of any of the Animoca family games, you throw on a pair of Jordans and it gives you like a multiplier on your jump, or you throw on a pair of Asics runners and it gives you like distance multiplier. There's just so many avenues you could take that. Yeah, it's not just uh, a thing you look at uh, like an art piece. Uh, it really like I think in gaming, the core loop, you know, the item has to give you a boost, have to give a reason. It's not just yeah. purely aesthetic. Uh, but that is hard to do because you need to have the core game loop to incorporate that, uh, and it's more you know intentional and more more work needs to go. And you need a real game company yeah. to do that. And it's hard for a apparel company with no game designers to all of a sudden try to do that. So uh, I think that's where we want to want to help them. Speaking of game designers, that has to be one of the salaries that has skyrocketed the most over the last twelve months. Everyone on the planet wants a game designer right now. Yeah, so we're lucky that we we have uh, Adrian, which is uh, uh, no. You think ga- designing games is hard? Try designing a fitness game. That's like <laughs> doubly hard, is hard, right? Because so many people have tried it, but it's actually really hard because you're adding more restrictions 
to your game design. But you know, Adrian, you know, and Zombies Runs has, has cracked that nut, and uh, you know he. He's been he, no even Disney and uh, you know the UK government. All these people go to Adrian and say, "Hey, I want to try a fitness gamification. Like, give us some tips, right?" Wow, you you said UK government's going to him too? No, a lot of a lot of uh, you know big companies, big names, even other gaming companies that no, I can't mention, but they go to Adrian to to consult advice because ninety nine percent of you know people are just pure game designers, but they they don't know how to incorporate. Uh, a move element or a fitness element into right. it. Well said there. Folks, speaking of fitness, if you are a trader and you want the best trading platform ever, you want to make sure you're awake and you're staying up, you're buzzing at all times, you got to check out Prime XBT. This episode is brought to you by our dear friends at Prime XBT. I absolutely love these guys. They've been friends and partners of Crypto News for years, and I'm always super excited when they offer new products. I personally use Prime XBT and I absolutely love it. They have an incredible platform that is very reliable in regards to data and performance. And traders of all experience levels can easily design and customize layouts and widgets to best fit their trading style, as Prime XBT is always offering innovative products and professional trading conditions. Prime XBT is also running an exclusive promotion for listeners of the pod. After your first deposit, you get 50% off that will be credited into your account as a bonus that can be used as additional collateral to open positions. This promotion is only available for a month after activation and will give you the boost you need to get the hang of trading quickly and efficiently. Head on over to primexbt.com and use the promo code CryptoNews50. That is CryptoNews50, all caps, to take advantage of this offer. Folks, love Prime XPT, go check them out when you get a chance. And back to the show with Keith. Keith, I see you smiling there at that ad read. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Trying to get the organic ones a little better. We can always get a little bit better. Going back to NFTs here. There are so many bloody NFT projects. I know you know what OpenSea is, probably the most popular NFT platform. You're seeing a lot of the 10,000 pieces. NFT, you know, it's the profile picture one. I've invested in a couple of them myself. I'm very, very bullish on some and extremely bearish on many as it's just a cash grab. What's your two cents on this whole NFT fiasco right now? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> my my perception is, look, I don't know about the, the value, but I think at its core, NFT is about community. And, you know, as you can see with, you know, the board eight, Yacht Club and the, you know the cyberpunks. You know if you have the avatar, it means you're part of something, right? Like the same reason people wear you know Gucci or Prada. It means exactly. something, right? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a so, flex, right? It's, it's a, flex. a flex. That's all it is. But I think with us, we're excited about it because if you let's say we for Dustland Runners our running game, if you have an avatar, it means you're a runner. You like it says something about you, right? Like there's no community and, and blockchain world representing fitness, right? And 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 you know this in fitness, right? What's the w- first rule of CrossFit, right? Um, <laughs> you tell everyone you do CrossFit. <laughs> so, yes, that's so that's right. So so we want the same for for like, hey, I'm the first one to, you know, I'm a runner and and, and I'm you know that that's what we want to do. So that's a core uh, kind of intention. And I want to talk a little about about the amazing community that's been built around Zombies Run. Uh, if you check out the Twitter, it's got like twenty nine thousand followers. You know Reddit, uh, all these uh, forums. 
the people are not just following. They're so they love the brand so much. It's almost like an otaku. Otaku is like a Japanese term for like super hardcore fans. They draw fan art, you know,、uh, and then they they they、uh, write side stories. And then、uh, there's a fan art recently I really love is that、uh, there's a person who draw drew a comic where there's this lady with a stall selling like lots of sports bras. There's like thirty sports bras. And, you know why is that funny? Because inside the game, one of the items that gets dropped is a sports bra, but it's also the most useless. And then so people always complain. It's like, why the hell are you dropping me this voice, bro? I want water. I want knife. I want like gunpowder.、Uh, and so they made a joke about that. So I think,、uh, yeah,、uh, like we want to build a community、uh, around you know runners,、uh, you know who are active. I I, I was actually going to ask you about that because I'm pretty sure you reposted on Twitter, and I was like, Keith, what are you doing? Like <laughs> now it makes sense with the sports bra. So, <laughs> anyways,、um, but no, going back to the whole NFT thing, it's also. It's almost like that barrier to entry, right? It's like how I sort of see it with stocks, with you know traditional securities. Is you can go buy a company's share, you can buy a company's coin, and it's like great, I hold company X's coin. But it's like, how am I really going to show it? All right, I'm not going to be like, oh, I own you know hundred shares of company X. No, but if I make my profile picture the NFT of company X, you know what I mean? It, there's that. It's it's a way of flexing one, and then there's that whole community thing. I'm always telling my friends when they ask me about NFTs, I'm like, buy an NFT, join the Discord, see how much fun the community is. You now have you just made ten thousand new friends who are all, who all have the same goal, aspiration, and you know, and mission as you do. They all want to have fun, get rich, be kind, all together in the same purpose. You all like the same art. It's such a cool, powerful concept that I I really haven't felt before until NFT land. Yeah, no, I'm a firm believer in、uh, NFT. I think the value has has like two parts. One, you know, obviously it unlocks certain things for you to join the community. So we have that in in RuffleNet,、uh, which is like if you're a paid subscriber, you can join us group of other you know really engaged users.、Uh, and then secondly, I think、uh, utility, right? Like, I think. The Loot Project is a great example, right?、Uh, we don't intend our NFT to just be used in one place. We want to partner more people, and so your NFT items can be used in like hundred different places. So, yeah, that's that's my feelings about. Can、NFTs. you? And, hey, you and I are on the same page here. We're in the same yacht. I hate saying boat because I always think of like being in a canoe or something. But yeah, we're we're in the same、uh, yacht.、Um, going back to loot. I can give it a whirl. I'm sure you can do a better job than me. But can you explain to our listeners what Loot is? Because it is an NFT project that popped off about two weeks ago and just blew up everywhere, in a good way. Yeah, I think it's like a paradigm shift, right?、Uh, before the creator created all the value in NFT, so you buy some an artist drew something really, really beautiful, and then you you bought it, right? But now Loot is just a string of text. They have like, like.、Uh, Robe of Valor and then Sword of、uh, Discovery, whatever they have these items. It's just text, and then people buy it, and then so you're like, why would I? Because it's reversed. Now you buy it, and then you go and create value to that object. So people have created games based off those things. People have created like, you know, uh, 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 pictures and whatever. And then all of a sudden, your piece of loot project thing、uh, has all these use cases that are, you know. Created by a user, so you flip the switch, and it's hard to imagine, right?、Uh, but the reason people do that is because the early people who bought the loot project,、uh, you know, it appreciate a lot, and then so they're incentivized now to like, oh, cool, it's worth something. I'm gonna build something for it. And in the same vein, you know, I think 
you know, you have to reward your early 100%. users. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, that's how you motivate them to, to, to join your, your game in the early to days. To be your true fans. It's such, it's such a weird concept. For those at home, loot is like, I sort of explained this cards against humanity. It's like you have the black card with white writing, and it, it's not so much a question. It's just it's an object, right? There's a just like Keith was saying, it could be a robe in this world, a sword in this world, a, a football pitch in another world, and then you get to make whatever you want with those. So it's reverse engineering the whole NFT system, which is so so cool. What what a cool project! Um, one thing we have to talk about is Animoca Brands, one of the most underrated companies. In all of crypto, I'd say, very quietly um, and quickly building an absolute behemoth of of the crypto space, more specifically in anything play to earn related blockchain gaming. You will think of Animoca. How cool is it working with Yatsuri? How big is this company going to get? Like, just tell me about Animoca and how sweet it is working and being tied with them. Yeah, so I need to. Backtrack and talk about how we're tied to them. Um, like I said, uh, four years ago, my previous company got acquired. We had multiple offers, but I think Yat just like blew me away. He's a he's a genius. <laughs> he is. Uh, and, and he also gave me a pretty good pitch that uh, we we wanted to gamify fitness. Uh, and you know, Pokemon Go was exploding at that time, and we thought, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, let's take all the IPs that Animoca owns, like Hello Kitty, Garfield, all the cats, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, and then, and then see see how we can gamify that. Uh, fast forward to today, you know, they're leaders, and and I've watched the whole transition from like a traditional game company to now and uh, the leader in blockchain gaming. They have the sandbox. They have uh, for F one Delta Time. They have so yeah. many great games, and they've invested in the top games, right? They, they're investors in Axie. They're investors in OpenSea. Top shot, yeah. Top shot, they're like. Yet saw it before anyone saw it. Like when it was, he saw early. everything before everyone else. Though you know, like he didn't just see a couple things. He saw the whole big picture. He saw the metaverse. He saw NFTs. He saw it all. Yeah, everything we talked about today, we talked about in two thousand like eighteen, nineteen. I even wrote a blog on my uh, website. You know, talking about like NFT is like back when people. I went to a gaming kind of conference, uh, but indie kind of Hong Kong gathering, and then. Everyone introduced themselves, and I said, "Hey, I want to do blockchain gaming." People booed me. <laughs> Come on, like, Come on. <laughs> seriously, seriously, it was it was not cool. Uh, you know, two or three years ago, uh, and and uh, yeah, pe- some some people left the companies, right? Even ours when we made the transition because it's not for right. everyone. Uh, but no, it turns out yeah, is is correct. And yeah, that's. Wow. <laughs> so what like what kind of reactions were you getting when you were telling like, you know, your family and, and friends like, hey, I'm gonna build the fitness metaverse? Were they like, Keith, uh, like lay off the crack? Like <laughs> like what were they saying to you when you would say that a couple of years ago? Yeah. So right now when I say it, actually people are very excited about it. It blows their minds, everyone's yeah. in crypto. So now if I said it like when I when I talked about fitness and, and blockchain and combining that, I, I we created an app called uh, Squat for Crypto. I saw that was <laughs> two uh, was the tennis player, very famous. Yeah, we had we have uh, Wozniacki. Oh yeah, uh, the num- former number one yes. uh, female tennis player. She was advertising for us and, and being our endorser, and she we we had a video clip of her uh, using the product, so it was great. Um, and then we actually had like 
we went out, it was number two on product hunt. So some people saw, saw the potential in it. Uh, but we went to the streets and had like people squat on the streets and we instantly give them a, like a, a ticket to redeem the, the, the ETH and, uh, and the tokens and all that stuff. People were like sneering at us and like thinking, what the heck is this? You guys are crazy. Yeah. Uh, but now I think everything's changed. People see crypto, they see blockchain, they see gaming. They, it makes sense now. And people are excited. Imagine getting paid to an ETH to do some squats. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that was two, three years ago when people didn't understand. <laughs> but I think, I think you know, that's the thing when you're a pioneer in something. Uh, people don't understand. Like it's easy to, to try to do things now, but two, two years ago, against so much adversity, it's actually really hard. Even. F- to get internal buy-in from your team, um, so that's why you know it's not that easy for a large gaming company or you know whatever company to switch all of a sudden to to blockchain. It's it's not easy. Keith, this has been incredible. I just a couple more questions, then we'll wrap up here. Sure. Um, so you, of course, you've been ahead of the curve for the last couple of years, and I'm sure you've been ahead of the curve your whole life. But more specifically, last couple of years, you've really nailed it. I love hot takes on this podcast. I I almost wanted to rename it the Hot Take Factory. Um, but we need a little something crypto in there. I want to hear some Keith hot takes. What is going to change in the next couple of years? What catalysts of growth? What is going to happen where we will be like, whoa, none of us saw that or none of us expected that? Hmm. Um, look, I, this is a, a tough one, but I think uh, right now, the one of the challenges that Apple and Google still have a walled garden. Uh, NFTs and crypto is uh, blockchain stuff is generally not. Uh, they don't even know what to do it, yeah. with it, right? There's like rules, and then there's like new uh, laws that came out. You know, like uh, Unreal and, and Apple had a fight about thirty percent, yeah. you know, charge. And so, if, if you're you know having NFTs and trying to sell it, and you have to pay thirty percent to to these walled gardens, it's, it's it's sort of a challenge right now. But it's important to have more blockchain stuff on mobile phones because. You know, especially in Asia and China, we skipped, right? Like we didn't go from like uh, com- personal computer to like phone. People just went straight to the mobile phone, right? Uh, especially in China. So it, it is important to allow some way, even with Axie right now, you look at Axie, uh, if you want to download the mobile game, you have to sideload it uh, through the website. You can't do it from the official Google Play Store or whatever. So if wow. this changes, I think all of a sudden you have a lot more people coming on. Right? Is there any chance that they put down? I'm not too familiar with Google's laws, but I know Apple has that 30% that Unreal, Epic, there's been a multitude of fights. Are we ever going to see that taken down anytime soon? Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know about that. That's, that's so many like factors affecting that. So many people's, you know, jobs are on the line for that one. Uh, but I think uh, either they have to, cannibalize their own system or maybe there's a new player that will come in and allow all these companies to have super cool, easy to use uh, blockchain uh, enabled yeah. phones, right? I love that. Couple couple of rapid fire questions here. I know you're a big basketball guy. I would assume that's your favorite sport. What is your favorite workout position? Like are you a, are you a bench guy, squat? What's your cup of tea? My, my cup of tea? Um, look, uh, Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I think I'm a I'm a very big plyometrics guy, uh, because I my my strength is in uh, just like speed, uh, going 
forward, not up. Um, so I like to work on that. Just it's just it's easy fun. for me. Uh, I'm not so strong on like lifting super heavy. That's not my forte. What about what about cardio? <laughs> Favorite type of cardio? Cardio. Um, I have to say running, but uh, but there is a specific type of running that's suitable for me because uh, basketball is like a stop start start. You know, like very. So I'm more of an interval guy, more than like a long prolonged uh, long run. So I'm not a marathon or ultra marathon. I'm just like super short, but working on speed. I love that. Same. You play hockey, same as me. Way more fun. It doesn't take as long, and you get twice as much done. Like why not? Right? It's just it's harder. It's harder on your yeah. body and your mind. That's all. Um, unless you're doing long distance and you get some zombies in there, then you're good. <laughs> favorite city. I, I know you're well traveled. Favorite city in the world. Favorite city in the world. I have to say. Uh, in Hong Kong, uh, just because I was I was born here, but I, I sat close behind would be Toronto because I lived there for like long time. Uh, nice, so. incredible. Any questions for me, Keith? Yeah. So, what do you do for? Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, you know, <laughs> let me guess. Is it a, a either a deadlift or a squat? I don't know. What's your favorite? Those, those, you you nailed it. Those are those are my two favorite. I, literally, <laughs> I have. I, I I just think of what moves the needle, and it's like. You know, everyone loves. I or I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of at least guys like doing chest because you know, like it's easy. You can throw heavy weights around. You feel like, you know, you feel like Zeus walking out of the gym. But it's like the the sense of of just that kick the shit out of me you get with doing deadlifts or squats is it's unparalleled to anything else in the gym. Like unless you're running suicides, you know, running sprints. It's like what else gets you like deadlifts or squats? You know, you're walking out, you can barely walk next day, you cripple getting out of bed. But that's what you also see the gains. I feel like that's when my brain works the clearest. When my mind is buzzing, that's when my test levels are through the roof. Like that's, I just find like that's what, what moves the needle the most. So you know? this is a tough one. Uh, what are your thoughts for the Raptors this season? What are your expectations? I have expectations. I hope we do a full, full rebuild. Um, it's just so tough with the NBA. No, it's true though, because it's like I, I can use the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, hockey team as a good example. It's like in any pro sports leagues where there is a playoff, right? So anything except for pretty much European football, like soccer, there's a playoff, and it's like, what good does it make your team if you just miss it? It's the worst. You'd rather come last place and get a high draft pick then just miss out of a playoff spot. If you get into the playoffs, great, all for it. That's what the Raps do year after year. Before we had that good little stretch as we'd always finish like ninth, 10th, or 11th. And it's like, what does that do for you? Nothing. You don't get a top three pick and you still miss the playoffs. I think that's what we're going to do this year. We have a decent team. It's just so tough with basketball because you have these super rich owners who all they want to do is win. So what do you do? You get three perennial all-stars on your team, right? You get a Kyrie Irving. And after right? that, that's, it's crazy. Is, is Siakam a number one guy? No, he's not. He's look what he did two years ago in the bubble, right? Look, like look at look what these guys do in the playoffs. He was great when he had Kawhi on him, but you got to think Kawhi was getting doubled and was going up against the best defender one hundred times out of a hundred, unless it was a an on purpose mismatch on our end, right? That's like it, it's the same as in every any other sport when everyone's like, oh, well, what about the two man? What about the two man? It's like doesn't matter about the two man. Like when hits his chance to be the one man, he either shines or he doesn't. Siakam has dropped the ball many times. I I'd love to get. I think he's great again, but it's like, can you win an NBA championship with Giannis in the Bucks in the way, or with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant? No, are you kidding me? They'd, each of those teams would sweep us in the playoffs. <laughs> so 
that's my whole thing. You know, I'd rather come last three years in a row, get three great picks, and then have a run of like five years, a little dynasty, than come ninth and tenth and ninth and tenth, and then squeak into the seven or eight spot, get swept. But that's just me, you know. That's just me. I could go on forever about Raptors. Hey, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Keith. This is literally, oh, this has been a blast. We'll, we'll get you on next time. And I don't know if you have any plans and come back to Toronto, but when you do, if you're ever around, um, yeah, I'd love to take you to a game. That'd, that'd be a blast. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll welcome you uh, in Hong Kong as well. And, uh, you know, you can tour the Olivex office and also the, the Animoca offices. Oh, that'd be that'd be lovely. And a uh, little favor to ask, if you can get Yad on the pod for me, that'd be huge. <laughs> okay, I, I know he's only one of the busiest guys in crypto, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send him a yeah. text or maybe like, sure, hey, I'm Matt sure. from Crypto News wants you on the pod. <laughs> sure. Anyways, Keith, you're the man. Appreciate you coming on. Love the company. Huge fans, you guys. Um, and I am going to uh, I'm going to download zombies and I'm going to get my ass off of my desk while I'm actually standing right now and uh, I'm going to go for a nice zombie run tomorrow cool love it anyways Keith pleasure having you on hope you had a blast I certainly did and uh, we'll have you on again shortly thank you thank you folks this was the crypto news podcast with Keith from Olivex had an absolute blast this episode and I hope you did too as always we are dropping two epis a week. We were going back to three, but we decided to keep it at two. Hope you don't mind there. We want to crank up the quality over quantity, but nonetheless, appreciate you guys. Love you all. Hope you're staying safe. Appreciate you listening and we will keep in touch. Talk soon. Bye for now. Bye.